Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach, a midlife mentor, and I am so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode where we're talking about three reasons why a vision board is a great idea now more than ever in 2021. Talk about a weird year. We are experiencing quite a doozy, and that is why I think it's the perfect time to really focus on something like this. You're probably familiar with the basic idea of what a vision board is. You might call it a dream board. It's really just a visual reminder of what you want to create in your life. That's how I like to think about it. But I think it's more than a visual reminder. It's a chance to intentionally create the visual reminder. And that's the first of the top three reasons why it's super important to create a vision board this year to give yourself a chance to think about what you want when there's so much going on around you that's out of your control. It's putting you and your thoughts about what you want to create in your future on the front burner, to slow down, to take the time, to prioritize, to think, to be creative, to assemble some images, to put it all together and do the thing in the way that you want to do it. For me, What this means is to start pulling together supplies several weeks before I want to create my vision board. I start making a pile of magazines. I get an envelope to put my cut out and assembled ideas in, and I label it with my calligraphy pen. Vision board 2021. Vision board whatever year it is, right? I love doing that. It's my little routine. And then I start ordering supplies. Now, when we're allowed to go shopping, (laughs) leave the house, I would, you know, really take pleasure in wandering around a craft store and selecting certain things to put on my vision board. But for now, I'm ordering and that's okay. I, like I said, I start ordering the supplies. And then when it comes to cutting out things, I also like to start doing this, you know, at a high level before I go deep into my thoughts. It gets me in the mood. I really enjoy leafing through the magazines and spending time making careful and really detailed cuts to the images. And I'm talking about at a high level too. So for example, I always have something green on my vision board, like plants and birds for sure. So if I see a beautiful plant, I would take the time when I'm not rushed to cut it out like decoupage style around each leaf. And if I see some words that always inspire me, I would cut those out too. I consider this my prep time. I really enjoy just getting in the zones. And I leave the magazines out. I leave my favorite scissors out. It's a, it's a little scissors. It's very pointy. I love it. And I leave it on my desk. So right now, as I'm recording this podcast, I have a pile of magazines about two feet to my left, my little envelope, and my little scissors. And if I'm on the phone waiting on hold or if I'm, you know, listening to a podcast, I will just take a little bit of time 
and just go through a magazine and cut out some of the, like I said, the higher level obvious things that I know I'm likely to want to include on my vision board in some way. Then at a later date, I go through a more thoughtful exercise as well, but I don't do it this early on. I I really do consider this my prep time. Now about the supplies. I've talked about this in great detail in other blogs and other podcast episodes, so I will list those links in the summary notes for sure. But in general, I prefer doing a vision board on something smaller that I can leave out and use regularly as a visual reminder, something that I can actually see. I don't want to put a vision board like on a huge piece of poster board that I need to tuck away behind a door or roll up and slide under a bed. I don't like to do that sort of thing. I want to make a vision board that's easily accessible that I can see. One of my favorite vision boards is usually made on a canvas with Mod Podge. And it's small and portable and easy to hang up. So I like to do a vision board typically on something smaller that's very easy for me to access to see daily, right? I want to see it. Okay, so that's the first reason why you should make a vision board in 2021. And here is the second one, because the way you experience the pandemic will benefit from mind management. I think this is critical and makes this the the perfect time to not only think about the future, but also the present. Now, here's what I mean. I want you to consider vision board related things a little differently this time around. This year is different. So I think that thinking a little differently is a good idea. So for next year's vision board, let's not just think about the future. Let's also think carefully about the present. And what I mean is, in addition to thinking about what I call regret-proofing your life, I'd like to suggest that you also think in terms of how you want to experience the upcoming year. That's being more present and intentional about your experience your feelings, and your actions about the pandemic. So your vision board will be a blend of the here and now with what you want to create in the future, if you know what I mean. It's really being intentional about crafting and living in 2021 and beyond. Now, I know what you're probably thinking. Susie, I really don't want to put that icky graphic of the actual coronavirus on my vision board. You know, that round blobby thing with the red spikes. I don't blame you. I won't want that thing on my vision board either. I don't think you should put it on your vision board if it doesn't help you feel the way you want to feel on purpose. (laughs) But I do want you to think specifically about how you want to feel during 2021 while you're dealing with the pandemic and put some kind of a reminder for that on your vision board. For example, start by thinking about your experience of the pandemic so far. Now, this is different for everyone. Start by thinking about what happened in your world. Make a list of the actual facts. Be as black and white as you can be. And now as a listener of this podcast, you'll sense what I'm getting at is for you to actually identify what we call the circumstances of the pandemic. What have the circumstances of the pandemic been for you? The actual things that have happened that you didn't have any control over. And of course, things that if 10 of us were in a room and we all like took note of these things that happened, we would all agree. Those are ways to think about what a circumstance actually is. It's a fact. But 
as you know, you're going to then have thoughts about the facts, and those thoughts are different than an actual circumstance. Here's what I mean. If you got the virus, that's a fact. That's black and white. It's a diagnosis. It's a virus. It fits into the category of circumstance, and I really, really hope you're doing okay. If your kid is learning online, that's a fact. If you got tested three times, that's a fact. If you had to cancel a vacation, that's a fact. If you haven't seen your parents in nine months, fact. If you attended a Zoom retreat that was originally scheduled as an in-person retreat, fact. If you got laid off from a job, fact. If someone you know died because of COVID, that's a fact. If you attended a funeral on Zoom, COVID or not COVID related, but the funeral on Zoom was part of the pandemic in your life, that's a fact. You see what I mean? And then the question is, what do you make of these facts? What do you make these facts mean? Those are thoughts. For example, it sucks that I couldn't go to the funeral and share my condolences in, per- in person. It sucks. That's a thought. Or if you got laid off from your job, you might be thinking, I, I miss my colleagues so much. Or I can't believe we're going through something like this and I don't have my job to keep me occupied. If you had to cancel a vacation, you might make that mean that you haven't had a vacation in a really long time and that you need a break. There's all kinds of ways to think about the facts in your life. But when you think about it, it's optional. The way you think can be tweaked and can be, you know, shifted. And you can really change the way you think of something. Like I said, it's optional. So it's good to know because when you really understand this, you also see that you have choices. Now, the other reason that it's really important to have awareness of thoughts, not just that they're optional, but also that they create the way you feel. So that is really good to know because your emotions affect your behavior and ultimately your experiences. Now, if you're not sure what you're thinking, try to focus on how you feel. Sometimes that's easier to notice. And then you know that they're related. So if you feel something, you're thinking something that's creating it. So if you're more fearful than usual, check your thoughts. If you're more anxious than normal, check your thoughts. If you're short-tempered lately, check your thoughts. If you're impatient, check your thoughts. So you see what I mean? And this is why I think including COVID-19 and the pandemic experience on your vision board is, in a strange way, a really good idea. It's a time to think specifically of how you want to experience next year and remind yourself to think thoughts that help you create that experience, that help you create those feelings. So if you want to experience more gratitude, think something about the pandemic that helps you create that feeling of gratitude. If you want to experience more calm, be intentional about how you want to create that for yourself. How will you have to think to create calm in your life even with the pandemic. Now, one thought that I found really useful in the early days of the pandemic was to think everyone's okay now. That really created calm for me. So what I'm suggesting is to 
some way visually remind yourself of that kind of a thought and feeling and put that on your vision board. It could be the actual thought. You could actually write it out or piece it together with little, you know, make it kind of pretty with, with little uh, cutting out letters of magazines and newspapers and put them together on your vision board. Um, it could be the visual image that pops into your mind when you think that thought. And for me, like I know this sounds cliche, but I think about all being snugly in bed and comfortable with a thought bubble, like a cartoon, thinking this thought. So it might look sort of like a snuggly bed visual, you know, because I really worked on that when I snuggled into bed. I knew that that was my go-to thought and I could actually feel the calmness just come over me. So here's another example. There seems to be two kinds of extreme living situations going on now. Either there are too many adults and young adults living together for an extended period of time, (laughs) or there is someone living and being alone for an extended period of time. So the pandemic is really creating those types of situations. So an idea might be to try to be more grateful about whatever living situation is challenging you right now, rather than wishing for things to be different than they are. Do you follow? So my living situation is with a lot of 20-somethings. My three kids are home. And at the beginning of this whole thing, there was quite an adjustment that had to be made in the kitchen and with everything involving food. So remember what it was like when we were wiping every single thing down and we were ordering in and Instacart, figuring that all out and stocking up a little so you didn't have to go shopping more than once a week, feeding more people and more of these people cooking in your, air quotes on your, um, kitchen. Okay, so it was an adjustment for everybody. There were big changes because the last time we were all home, nobody was really interested in cooking. (laughs) Nobody. and then. My kids all went away to school and lived on their own and then graduated. (laughs) Two of the three of them graduated. Then they all started cooking when they were living alone. They loved it. And one of my kids, he really loves to cook and he studies all things food as well. So that's a lot of cooks in the kitchen, literally. A big shift for all of us. Everyone, including me, lost kitchen independence. Big learning curve. Now, many months into this whole thing, it's so much easier for me to just step aside and be grateful for their ideas, their timing, their unusual timing, (laughs) their energy, and their interest. Even though it's not that consistent, they are having so much fun together. They have really great ideas, and I love watching them in action together. So those are my thoughts now that make me feel so grateful that they like to cook and that they like each other enough to cook together. I would want to put something that reminded me of this way to think and feel on my vision board. That brings me to the third reason why you really have to do a vision board in 2021. It's to create memories on purpose to create memories on purpose. So ask yourself, how do you want to remember 2021? If you're not intentional about it, think about what might happen. Can you even imagine what your vision board would look like to create that? Might as well just paint it black now. (laughs) Big black blob. That's what happens when you just respond instead of on purpose. Now, I don't know about you, but it's so easy to get into autopilot mode and let fear and other negative emotions call the shots. 
to set the tone and create the year without your consent. So when I imagine the pandemic, it feels like a dark hole. It feels like a dark color. That's why I made the joke about painting it black. Maybe I would use some some brown and maybe I would mix some dirt into it and make it a little like not smooth. You know what I mean? If you really try to imagine what a feeling looks like, what color it is and what texture it has. And when I think about the pandemic and how difficult and horrible it is, I just think of all that. Like mud is too smooth for the pandemic. It feels like crunchy dirt to me. You know, trying to put words around of emotion is is really, I'm a little challenged by it, but it's just like ugh, hard. It's hard and dark, you know. And so if I'm just in autopilot, just responding to fear and other negative emotions, that will be the tone. That's creating the year without my consent. Now, look how much time has gone by since the first pandemic and those first shutdowns. Where I am, things got hairy in March 2020. So at the time of this recording, it's been nine months. Now, as long as I can remember, I have never experienced more of a time warp kind of blur. Have you? The passage of time feels super slow and painful sometimes, and then like a flash of inexplicable time travel in the next minute, right? Is it slow? Is it fast? I don't really know, but it is weird. And I don't think I've ever experienced the passage of time quite like this before. The range of emotions, the amount of fear, how confusing it all is, dealing with the uncertainty of it all, the extra stress, the pressure, the, the commitment to stay safe, the stress, the fear of dealing with illness, feeling helpless when loved ones are suffering in pain, and with loneliness, doing everything you can to protect your family, but knowing it might... It, it might not be enough. It's so much. And I think that's part of the time warp. Sometimes it's just too much. Now, this observation is inspired by an experience my family had when my father-in-law had cancer. It was an extremely difficult time, and he was in a lot of pain. All plans for the summer were canceled, as everyone wanted to be available to be with him as much as possible and not be far away on vacation in case we needed to get home quickly. I was a little worried about the impact of my young family with such a difficult summer. Like it overshadowed everything, as I'm sure you can relate to. I thought about how they might remember this sad time with no lightness or fun of that summer. I tried to come up with a plan for a short weekend trip with big impact. I I challenged myself. I'm like, is there something we can do that's little, but big, something close, something quick, but something really memorable? That was the most important thing. Could I figure that out? Could I shape the memory of that particularly difficult summer? And you know what? I came up with an idea It was only three hours away, easy to drive to, a quick weekend trip. The solution was a hot air balloon ride over Letchworth State Park in upstate New York. Note to self, take three sons in a basket over 2,000 feet up in the air without anything to strap them down. 
It was a little scary for this mom. (laughs) I couldn't stop thinking about which one would lean over and spit the first loogie. (laughs) I wanted to. I was so desperate. I'm like, aren't there seatbelts somewhere? Please, Velcro, something to just stop whatever curious thought they were thinking. I couldn't believe it. Like, I thought it was a great idea till I was actually in the basket way up there. (laughs) It's the weirdest thing being that far up, just standing there in a basket with nothing holding you in. But I think really having boys, I know how they think. And I was really worried about that. Anyway, it was memorable, all right. (laughs) There were waterfalls to float over and everything. It was cool as can be. And I scared myself to death. Well, I'm being dramatic, but it changed our focus for a short but very much appreciated weekend. It really did. Our perspective had changed. It was a breath of fresh air. You know, it was all of the things that you would expect it to be. Uh, I didn't quite expect the fear, (laughs) but all of it, it was just a way to change your thinking and to really feel your feelings and just connect with the present moment. And that's what I mean. This is the type of example just to get you going. And that's your challenge. Even with the pandemic, the restrictions and the shutdowns, how do you want to remember this large swath of time in your life? The time you learned to have fun cooking with your kids? The time you created a new family tradition at the cottage or for Christmas? The time you discovered a new hobby or connected with an old hobby that you forgot to prioritize for a decade or two? The time you finally ran out of excuses to exercise? Or how about this, the time you lost your job and prioritized thinking about what you really, really, really wanted to do instead? Or like a big, heavy, dark hole where nothing memorable happened, or as an opportunity for reflection, connection, and a less chaotic life. So many options. There are so many ways you can think about this particularly unique period of time that none of us ever expected. A time that all of us experienced, though, in one way or another. How can you remind yourself to think so that your memories are guided and shaped more intentionally than they might be without this effort? So there you have it. Lots to think about. The top three reasons why I think 2021 is the perfect year to do a vision board. Number one, to give yourself a chance to think about what you want when there's so much going on around you that's out of control. Number two, to decide in advance how you want to think, feel, and experience the pandemic. And number three, to create memories on purpose. Now, as I've mentioned earlier, I've done several blogs and podcasts about vision boards before, and I will include the links in the show notes. There's lots for you to think about and do what you can to create a vision board that really works. And as you can see from today's episode, there are so many great reasons to start collecting those magazines and thoughts about what it is that you want to create for yourself going forward. Feelings included. I also have a worksheet to help you with a traditional vision board. Make sure to add what I've shared today and you've got a recipe for success, that's for sure. So just head over to www.susierosenstein.com forward slash vision board to download your copy. Pandemic or not, you've got this and you deserve 
to have fun with it too. So please have fun and keep me posted. Okay, that's it for this episode. As you know, my focus as a midlife coach is to help you waste less time spinning and feeling stuck about aging, about empty nest, about relationships, about your career, about being compassionate toward yourself, about all of it. It's time to get excited about your life again. Remember, being the queen of your brain domain, it's the best way to be, and I am here to help. This is exactly what you'll learn when you hire me as your coach. And you know what? You're not going to believe what's possible in your life and the transformation that you are ready to make. I know you might not really, really, really think that you need help like this, and that if you just listen to the perfect podcast episode or read the popular best-selling book, you'll have the answers you need. This is great for sure, but it, it just might not be enough. When it comes to applying the concepts, however, that's when you really benefit from coaching. I can help you grow faster. You'll see the connections and insights more clearly. And we laugh a lot too because you learn to be more curious and more compassionate with yourself. It's so good and such a beautiful gift. So head over to www.talktosuzy.com and apply there. For show notes and links, head over to www.coachwithsusie.com. Let's do this, ladies. It's time for you to put yourself first, one thought at a time. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. 